I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. In motherhood, there is so much to manage and do each day. My days typically consist of multiple drop-offs and pickups, keeping the house tidy, feeding my people, comforting physical and emotional boo-boos, and teaching life lessons. All this takes place in between coaching and podcasting. Wouldn't you agree it's easy to get stuck in survival mode while we're doing all the nurturing, problem-solving, and homemaking? This week's guest, Jessica Jackson, believes that it is possible to stop just surviving motherhood and start soaring. She is the host of the Thriving in Motherhood podcast and creator of the Thriving in Motherhood Planner and Journal. She helps moms navigate from just surviving motherhood to thriving and creating a life they love all while homeschooling her four children. I first met Jessica when she reached out and asked me to be a part of the Soaring Mothers Summit. Since then, I've been using her planner to simplify my daily schedule and get more done. Yes, I said simplify my schedule and get more done. You can definitely do both of those at the same time. We talk about that more in today's conversation, as well as the pillars of thriving in motherhood, the power of setting your intention, and how having a daily big three can give us focus and efficiency. Welcome, Jessica. I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. I am thrilled to be here with you. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? Our family is a project family. We are always making things, creating things, whether it's the kids rearranging all of our furniture for the 10th time that day to build the set of Little House on the Prairie out of their bunk beds, or whether we're building, you know, a cabinet. Um, our family is just always making things. Oh, I love that. I, I love projects. I, my family does not. So I would, oh. maybe I'm known for that, but... <laughs> oftentimes I'm like, let's do this, let's do that. And everyone thinks it's a great idea in theory, but then it's sort of, they lose enthusiasm. Garden, like we started a garden and that became my responsibility, small garden, herb garden. Um, We've been talking about cleaning out the garage for years and making it a place where my friend, my kids could hang out with their teenage friends. Um, That hasn't gone anywhere. I'll send our family, my kids, my, even my eight, my eight, six, four-year-old, like they can, they can tackle anything. They're really good. But I did let my kids know like spring cleaning is coming around and you will help me with this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if I were to come to your house, what could I expect? Okay. Nothing. Like I said, anything that's not too heavy or like bolted to the floor is not where it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, For sure there, we homeschool. So there's books everywhere. Everyone is uh, reading, uh, food. My kids love creating with food too. So chances oh, are the nice. kitchen table is covered with food and they're snacking where they're not supposed to, but you know what? They're so they're independent. So we're going to yeah. call it a win. And that is kind of what a typical day looks like. Something's out of, pl- everything's is out of place, but they're creating. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. So a lot of oh, the work that you do, revolves around going from surviving to thriving. So I want to start off with talking about the telltale signs of survival mode. And I'm asking you this question because I think there are people that are stressed out and they are just surviving and they know it. And then there's some people that are just so busy, they they don't even realize it. So what are some of those signs that we can look for? 
So I think what you just described is the two different versions of survival mode. I feel like there's two different kinds. So one type of survival mode is when life gets bigger than you because you are sick, you went on a huge trip, you know, you are pregnant, you're someone gets hurt, you pop a tire on your car, right? (laughs) So sometimes that maybe will last for a day or two, or maybe it's months, you know, if it's a pregnancy that's challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is kind of like circumstances getting bigger. But then there's also that survival mode that you described, which is kind of like the state of being. And that's where you have been, you've kind of brought more into your life than you can handle. And, and you just feel kind of that stress and that overwhelm all the time. Mm -hmm. So in general, in either capacity or in either way, it's life is too busy. And so those normal routines and systems that you can have in your house to help things go smoothly. So the laundry's done and the people are getting fed regularly, like those are not happening as well. Right. So it just yeah. things kind of start falling apart. Yeah. I think back to when I was in survival mode and I was, I could handle doing all the things. I just wasn't present and I just I wasn't enjoying it. Right. So like on paper, I was ticking all the boxes. My kids were fed. uh, But we also probably weren't connecting as much as I would have liked to either. Like I was doing the right things, but there was like something missing. Yes. Yes. And that's where, so I talk about the three pillars of thriving, mm-hmm. you know, you maybe had a vision in place. So you knew kind of what you wanted your life to look like you had structure. Mm-hmm. So things are flowing, but that third pillar, that soul pillar, yeah. um, you know, that mental, emotional health that, you know, you being able to be present, that was off, off kilter. Yeah. Yeah. And so being able to kind of identify, okay, which pillar is not in place here? Like, yeah. why am I struggling? Yeah. Okay. So repeat those three pillars and just give me just a quick description of them. Okay. So vision, this is what you talk a lot about as well, Mm -hmm. but having a vision for your life and for your family so that you are actively creating something, you know, what you're, what you're, you know, working towards because life is so open-ended, right? So you get to decide. The second one is structure. So that is those systems that you have in place so that everybody in your family can thrive, has clear expectations yeah. and the you know mechanics of the day flow. And then the last pillar is soul, which is um, this mental, emotional health, this part of you being who you truly are and being able to show up as your best self. Yeah, I love that. And I can imagine if you put too much priority on any one of those systems or one of those pillars, you're going to be out of balance. Yeah. yeah, Cause I'm a systems person, like give me a system, but I have to literally force myself to slow down, to connect, to be present, to enjoy the moment. um, And even linger in some of those incredible moments, lingering enough to um, connect with a neighbor or, you know, stay after for an event to just get the pulse on like who's doing what in the community and who's involved. And, and so I can, I can be off balance quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love how you say it as balance. I think too, like at least my experience when you're starting out as a, you know, in motherhood and those first few years, typically those are all new skills. So it just mm, takes yeah. time to learn how to build systems. It takes time to figure out what you want your life to be like. It takes time to learn how to take care of yourself while yeah. taking care of other people. So I think it's like interesting. I hadn't thought of it down the road too, of like, no, no, no. Like I need to keep these in balance. That's really good. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you created the thriving in motherhood planner. And so I have a copy. Oh, I meant to bring it with me to show you. Oh, wait, do I have it? Yeah. Okay. I'm right here. So, there you go. Oh, you use it. I do use it. So I have like, look at today. See how packed today is I told yeah. you. Um, yeah. So you have, okay. So let me go back to my question. Okay. So in it, you have, uh, and you can tell us a little bit more about the planner later, but I wanted to focus on this idea, the idea of the daily big three. So I see for every day, there's, there's a box that allows us to write that in what those daily big three is, are. 
Um, So let's talk a little bit more about that and why you think it's so useful in determining um, what we do, you know, every day or even every week. Okay. So there's two spots. There's the weekly big three and the daily big three. So this idea of big three comes from, um, well, many different, you know, CEOs and, Mm -hmm. you know, directors, productivity people. And the idea is that you're doing as a bit in a business, you're doing three things every day and every week that are moving the needle forward, which means it's a revenue generating activity. So in motherhood, the way that translates is, um, we're not, we're not making money here, but what we're doing is we're doing three things every week, um, or, specifically for the weekly big three first that are moving you towards your vision. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of that planner, you create your vision or with any of your incredible products, you know, you create mm-hmm. this vision for what you want your life to be like. And what we want to do is make sure that at least one of those every week is including something for your vision, because so many of us create these like goals or these ideas of what we want our life to be like. And then we just like keep going through the motions of yeah. putting out fires. And so that's a way to, first of all, bring that vision so that you are actively creating it. The other thing that's really powerful about that big three is keeping some of this balance in your life. So a lot of us, you know, as moms or as families, you know, we've got family responsibilities, we've got personal responsibilities, we have work responsibilities, we have things with our community. And mm-hmm. sometimes we can get into a season where we're really busy. So like maybe you are doing a lot with your community or with your faith group, um, you know, for a week or two weeks or three weeks, and you start to feel things are off balance. Well, if you've been writing down your big threes, you can see like, wait a minute, I haven't done anything for me in a while. Or wait, our family hasn't just had family time for a while or whatever it might be. And so going back, it allows you to kind of check and see, not that every week is going to be in balance. Like I did something for me and I did something for my family and I did something for my job, but you know, week after week, you can have a way to kind of gauge and make sure that those most important things aren't dropping off. Yeah, that's good. So can you give us an example of some big threes that moms might have? Yes. So specifically weekly big threes, that is anything from like getting the tires changed on the car, you know, which maybe isn't your vision, but it's real life. So, yeah. oh, oh, cause the other thing too, is it helps gauge your energy. Like the reality is, is we have so much that we're doing every day. That's not written on to-do list. And so typically you can get like three big things done extra yeah. in a week. That's not like part of what's already happening. So yeah. part of it's an energy gauge. Like instead of having like a million things on your to-do list, it's like, okay, well, I have to get the tires changed this week. Oh, and my son has a birthday party this week. So Mm -hmm. this is not the week to plan a huge work project, right? Right. So it kind of helps get that, you know, in order as far as your daily big three goes, um, you get three things a day that you get to add to your list. So for me right now, one of them is taking care of my daughter's teeth. She just knocked them out. So we've got to do special wound care. That has to be a big three each day, whether I want it to be or not. Um, uh, other things, you know, returning library books, going grocery shopping would be a daily big three. It just takes time mm-hmm. and energy. Yeah. Um, but anything, but the thing that is so fun is that your vision is so unique to you. So mm-hmm. what's on in your family is unique. So whatever your big three is needs to be something that's helping you with your family. And we just are so good right now in this age, like comparing ourselves to other and be like, Oh, they're doing that. I should do that. Oh, I should be doing this too. Oh, that's a good idea. I should do yeah. that. And this is a way for you just to hyper-focus and be like, no, wait, what do I actually want my life to be like? And mm-hmm. I intentionally put those things in there. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, it reminds me of non-negotiables. So one of the things that I created with my life coach, when I first started working with someone was five non-negotiables, daily non-negotiables, right? That when my head hit the pillow at night, I was satisfied with my day. And that list ended up being things that I wasn't particularly that I would beat myself up about if I didn't get done. Right. And then again, not necessarily particularly things that like I couldn't wait to do, <laughs> but things that needed to get done in order for my life to, to operate in a way I wanted it to. And, but I love 
I think those are important, but I also love this daily three because the daily three, they seem a little bit more time sensitive and specific to the week that I'm working through and the season that I'm in. And so I know for me, um, practicing my non-negotiables on a regular basis, they became second nature and I could even move on to focusing on other things and writing that down every day, I think is so important for keeping us on target. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing too, it helps keep your pillars in balance. Like you said, like, oh, I can just be productive. If I can get three things and I can get six things done, I can get 12 things done. And instead yeah. it's like, no, I did the three things today. I'm going to just turn my brain off and enjoy okay. my kids or my family. So it's a way to also help us ultra productive people. Yeah. Like set boundaries, keep our pillars in balance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Um, so what is your advice to mamas? And you actually did a podcast episode on this. Um, for those of us who just say, I can't, I can't think of a big three, like, and and I hesitate when I, when I sit down and my planner each day, I hesitate to write a big three because there's, I don't know how to choose. There's so many to me that seem so important at this moment. I don't know how to choose. So what, how, how do you, what is your process? How do you work with moms to help them come up with their big three? Yeah. So first of all, start with your vision. So let's say you have your vision and now you're like, okay, now I'm just picking from a great list. Um, one is day. The things I write down on the day are things that have to get done that day. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing about motherhood is like, it's super flexible. So I think most of us have the experience. We wrote something down on a to-do list on Monday, and then we wrote it again on Tuesday. And then we wrote it again on Wednesday and (laughs) Thursday and Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anything that could be transferred, I put it on my weekly context to do. So, uh, you know, in the Mm -hmm. planner, you've got, you've got that. So first of all, I might not have a big three that I write down every single day because I'm working from that weekly sheet so that I know that during the week I can kind of plop things in. So those day things are things that are like have to get done that day, or it's that emotional thing. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I know I'm in ultra mode, so I'm going to pick. Now here's the thing. It is hard to pick, right? Because it's us admitting that we can't do everything, but I've kind of just came to this conclusion, this realization, like, why do I keep forcing myself to play a game? I can't win. I know Mm -hmm. I can't get all five things done. Why don't I just pick three things and win at that? Yeah, And so it's a little bit of this mindset shift of like, I'm choosing what balls to drop. I'm, I'm yeah. choosing to set them down. So it takes practice. It is scary. It is hard. And when I like work with moms and I'm like coaching them, they are so resistant to this because, and I remember being super resistant to it, yeah. but it's just liberating when you can finally accept reality and be like, no, I, I'm going to choose and I'm yeah. going to choose to do something else tomorrow. Yeah. And there's such a freedom in saying, no, I'm done for the day. Like, because I know that there is a pressure to get everything done, especially on Mondays. Mondays, I think I got to conquer the world. I mean, those are the days that I put way too many things on my to-do list. And by Friday, I'm like, I don't want to do any, like nothing goes on my to-do list, not because it's done, but because I don't have that sort of, I'm not revved up on a Monday morning or a Sunday evening, like I am on a Friday. And so I don't know. (laughs) Well, and I think part of that, yeah, I can relate to that a lot. And I used to fight it thinking like, no, I have to be the same every single day. And now I yeah. think I'm just starting to embrace it. Like, no, I'm going to run with Mondays. Mondays are going to be awesome. And Friday, I'm going to pick it to be a rest day. So instead of being, yeah. I'm like beating myself up for not getting things done. My big three is like playing with my kids and going on an adventure. Yeah. So yeah. You well, that's how I landed on. I thought be productive. Yeah. That's how I landed on Friday being my Sabbath for a really long time was that it just, I, I, I was aware of my energy. I was aware that no matter what needed to be done. When my kids came home on a Friday, the last thing I wanted to do was get more done. I just wanted to sit and watch TV and snuggle with them. And so I gave my, myself permission on Fridays to do that, to say like, 
let's just do nothing. Let's do a puzzle. Let's, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a lot of freedom in that. I love that so much. Yeah. So what are some of the other areas that we can set an intention for our week or even our month? What are some, what are some other ways that we can really be intentional with our time? And I, and specifically, I'm thinking about like some of the areas you have at the beginning of your month and your planner. Yeah. So one of the things I feel like one of the lies that I told myself and that I hear moms say all the time, which is all I do is right. All I do is run kids around, you know, to school or all I do is this or that. And, um, and it feels true, right? It feels true, especially when you've got multiple kids and things are getting busier, whether you're in the toddler phase or you've got school age kids, it feels true. And so one of the things that I needed to do with that, like monthly section that you're referring to is debunk the lie. And so Mm -hmm. with that front page of the planner, we're looking at what am I discovering? Because typically you're discovering something as you go back today. What am I discovering? What am I learning? What books am I reading? What are we doing as a family? Did I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I never leave the house. Well, no, yes, I did. We went to the botanical gardens and we, you know, and so first of all, when you start doing that exercise, it is because you are debunking myths. But then what's really fun is you get to start planning ahead and choosing like, okay, you know, for us, it's really important as a family that we go, maybe for you guys, it's eating out, or maybe it's that you like going outside on hikes, or maybe Mm -hmm. it's getting together with people in the community, but you start to kind of get to choose, like you said, some intentionality there and decide ahead of time, like this matters to me to help create these well-rounded lives. Because something, it's not just about me. Like we talk about motherhood, but for me, it's like, yes, I want to be moving forward on my goals personally, my business, my things like that. But we also want to build these strong family cultures, which is why I love everything that you do. And I've been so inspired by your work. Um, but so that's, that's why that stuff in the, is in the planner there. And then with the focus, I just feel like it's important for me. I typically pick a scripture. I'm very, you know, feel like inviting God into my life is important. So that focus every month is, you know, the scripture or this thing that I feel like God is trying to help me learn that I can learn right now in the circumstance of my life. And, um, so that's kind of how that's all. Yeah. I'll tie together. Yeah. I love that. And I never thought of it this way before this idea of debunking the myth, you know, I've done other planners before and they want you to reflect, which I think is an important exercise because you do, you get it in your head. You have, I don't, there's an, I'm sure there's a name for it when like, you only remember so little, you don't, you only remember like the negative. And it's not the, the negative stuff too, right? Yeah. 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 Like you remember everything you didn't do this month. Well, what about what you did do? And what helps, what's helpful for me when I go through that reflection process is to actually pull out my calendar from the week before or the month before and say, oh, that's right. Because I will forget those good things. It's amazing how easy it is to forget the things that I enjoyed, that I got to do, people that I saw. It's really easy. It is. And when we write it down like that, our brain snaps it as significant. And we literally are rewiring our brains to start seeing and noticing and enjoying and the experiences more as they're happening instead of getting stuck in the weeds. And so when I'm planning, I never planned without celebrating first. So whether I'm celebrating my week or I'm celebrating my month to plan, like you start with that celebration, you start with recognizing what has happened, what you have done, what you have learned. Always that's, first. That's a good tip. Um, one another practice that I do often on, um, I love it when I'm consistent in it is writing down things I'm looking forward to each day. And then at the, in the evening, reflecting on like what went well. And that's another good thing to reference back when I feel like, oh my gosh, this week was the worst. And then I kind of say, well, no, I got to spend, you know, an unexpected moment with my daughter on Monday. And then I got to drive carpool on Tuesday and I got to hear all the things that my son and his friends are up to, or I finished a book or whatever it is. And so 
Yeah. Because it's so easy to forget. And that just consistent practice is so important. Yeah. Those are in the thriving motherhood journal mm-hmm. and because it's the soul pillar, right? Like, you yeah. Miss it without writing those things down, like those magic moments and how you saw God in your life and just exactly what you described. Like it's life-changing. Yeah. That's what brings meaning into motherhood is taking time to slow down and just remember that that happened. Yeah. That's so good. All right. So, um, Tell me about your quiz that is available on your website. So if our listeners go to check you out, what are they going to get there? Okay. So that quiz is brand new and created to help moms that are surviving. No matter what, you know, there's so many reasons why we're surviving. And so I'll have a lot of friends come to me and said, Oh, I just told my friend about you. And I told her to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, but she's surviving. That's overwhelming. So what this <laughs> quiz is, is it comes <laughs> and it, right. Like if you're surviving and you're just yeah. like daily big three, like you can't do a daily big three in survival mode. You're just surviving. No, so yeah. what this quiz is, it's like, yeah. So when you come to this quiz, it, you take it, you kind of, it helps you identify what your, why you're surviving and what to do about it. So then you get this personalized plan over the next five days and a customized podcast playlist to help you meet you right where you're at with wherever Mm -hmm. you are in surviving. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I really love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, It was just a treat to talk with you again. Thank you. You can find Jessica at thrivingandmotherhoodpodcast.com and she's on Instagram as thrivingandmotherhood.podcast. I will link to all of this plus where you can find her planner and journal in the show notes. If you want to dig deeper into what we've talked about on the podcast each week, check out the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. It's where we hang out with some fabulous women to practice what we've learned. There's also encouragement, group coaching, and incredible resources there too. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose.